Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And I have a little bit of a cold. I I have been feeling sick the last couple of days. I don't have COVID because I've tested every day since uh, I started feeling sick. But there are people in my house who do have COVID, so we're playing it safe. But if my voice cracks or if I just kind of sound like I'm down, it's because I, I just don't generally feel good. We have a quick announcement, and then we will move on to the news. Ford and Chevy's earnings calls were this week. We're going to go ahead and listen to Chevy's earnings call on Tuesday and Ford's earnings call the following Tuesday. I want to hit uh, Ford, Chevy, Fisker, Rivian, and Lucid this quarter, and only because there's just lots going on in the EV world. We're not going to listen to the whole earnings call pretty much like we do with Tesla's. Where I'm only going to take out little bits and pieces. I'm going to try to keep them under 25 minutes. But those will be uh, Tuesday releases, and then Friday will be news releases. All right, moving on to our EV news, Magna International. This is a company that builds vehicles and vehicle components and accessories for other companies. They are expanding their EV operations in and around St. Clair, Michigan, not Minnesota. There's a lot of saints in Minnesota, but not in this case. It's St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is going to build two new plants, creating 1,500 additional jobs. Included in the expansion plans are adding on an additional 740,000 square feet to their existing St. Clair facility. They're also going to build a an additional 200,000 square foot powertrain facility. And then they're going to build a 110,000 square foot facility to supply things like seat frames and trim and all the stuff that's necessary to build a car, but isn't, you know, super sexy. Overall, Magna is planning on spending $500 million on the projects. If you've never heard of Magna, um, a lot of big auto manufacturers partner with them in one form or another. So in Austria, Magna is building the Fisker Ocean. In China, Magna is building cars for Neo. And in St. Clair, Michigan, Magna actually builds the Hummer EV. So that's pretty interesting. And uh, speaking of the Hummer EV, GMC is recalling 735 Hummer EVs because of a battery pack sealing issue. Basically, it's not watertight. And as we talked about last week, or maybe it was the week before, water in the battery pack is bad. Not, not good. 
So they're recalling those so that they can seal them. Ford CEO Jim Farley announced that the F-150 Lightning with extended range battery can travel 0 to 60 in under 4 seconds. That's about half a second better than initially announced by Ford. Ford has a habit of under-promising and over-delivering, which is not a bad thing. Initially, Ford said the extended range Lightning would have a range of around 300 miles, while the actual range is 320 miles. In other Ford-ish news... Ford invested in autonomous car company Argo AI. We now know that Argo AI is shutting its doors. In 2017, Argo raised a billion dollars, which seems like a lot of money to go through in just a couple of years. A significant portion of the investment came from Ford and Volkswagen. Some of the employees of Argo AI will be offered positions with Ford or Volkswagen to further their autonomous driving endeavors. Fords, not the employees. All 2,000 employees will be given some type of severance package, depending on if they continue on with Ford or Volkswagen, or they just, you know, part ways and go to something else that's probably going to be great. So that's good. The employees are going to be taken care of with what I assume is, you know, whatever's left of that billion dollars. We now know the Ionic 6 first edition will cost. 54,995 pounds in the UK. That's about 63,803 euros and roughly the same amount for in dollars. The first edition customers are going to be paying a bit more so that they can, you know, get the first edition of the vehicle, but also they're going to get some additional goodies. They'll get exclusive interior and exterior designs, which I don't know that that's all that important to me. 20 inch wheels with matte black finish. I'm not a big wheels person. However, I do appreciate them. I'm not going to spend any extra money on them, but I appreciate them. And then they'll get some other stuff that you can look up because I'll put the show notes in the article. And if you're curious as to what this car is going to cost in a Ruben Florin, um, it's 114,853 a Ruben Florin. And you're asking yourself, why are we doing a Ruben currency? The car is not even going to be delivered in Aruba, or at least the first edition. And the reason why is because there's one person in Aruba who listens to this podcast, and I just want to let them know that I see you and I would like to say hello. If you would like to say hello back, my email is bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital. Now, one of the things that I think I'm going to do going forward is I'm going to include currencies of countries uh, that listen to this podcast but aren't like the big four that I usually talk about, which Europe is not a country but is a region. Europe, UK, Canada, and the U.S., I, I always quote prices in, in those countries' currencies, and I very rarely quote them in any other current, uh, country's currencies. So, I'm just going to go through the stats every now and again, and I'll just throw out a, a random price in a random country's currency just for fun and just to let other people know that in those countries that I appreciate that they listen to this show. Any hooser, back to – that was a weird sidetrack – back to the Hyundai Ioniq 6. There's only going to be 2,500 units uh, released and they're going to go to key European markets: Germany, UK, France, Norway, and the Netherlands, which is the land of my ancestors, according to my grandpa. Um, not Aruba. 
but in any case, this is this is pretty cool news. I'm excited to see the Hi- the Hyundai Hyundai Ionic Six in real life. Um, I really want an electric pickup. However, this is a really nice offering by Hyundai, and it, it calls to me. Let's move on. Lucid Motors has released some new accessories. That was a very hard sentence to say. Among those accessories is a connected home charging station. What is a connected home charging station, you ask? Well, it's just a home charger. (laughs) Um, Lucid claims that their level two charger will provide 80 miles of charging power per hour, which is insane. I mean, it's a big battery pack. It's a 400 uh, mile battery pack. So you would need to get this 80 miles per hour. You would need an 80 amp circuit delivering 240 volts, which is a very expensive setup. I mean, you're probably looking around $4,000, if not more, uh, depending on your, your situation. So that's pretty insane. However, there's some pretty cool features about this. First, you have a 24-foot cable, which is nice because if you own a Lucid Air, you probably have a big giant garage and you want to park your car where you want to park it. As long as you've parked it 24 foot away from the charger, you're in good shape. It's going to be Wi-Fi enabled. The charger supports bi-directional charging, which allows you to, you know, feed power back into your house in the event of a power outage. But that requires additional equipment on top of putting in the 80 amp circuit and paying for the connected home charging station, which costs $1,500. So it's a little expensive as compared to a lot of the other charging options out there. However, if you can afford a $160,000 to $200,000 car, you probably don't care that you have to spend $10,000 to get a charger installed. It's probably not going to be you know <laughs> that big of a deal to you. Uh, it's expected to ship on November 30th, and it's pretty. It's a good-looking... It's a, good, it's a good looking home charging station as home charging stations go. Electrify America has been implementing battery energy storage systems or BESS at their chargers since 2019. Basically, they're just battery packs at the at the <laughs> at the charging stations. They've even partnered with Tesla and to install power packs at these locations. Electrify America has around 800 charging stations with about 3,500 individual EV chargers. The company, Electrify America, has announced its first megawatt battery storage site backing a charging station. So if you're like, ooh, this is good news, don't get excited. Uh, Unless you happen to live or travel through Baker, California, which is between Barstow and Las Vegas, if if in, if you're in that situation where you're going to Las Vegas or you, you travel that road a lot or you live in that area, then then get very excited because you're going to get a megawatt battery storage uh, backup at that charger. Now, if you're wondering where the Electrify America station is in Baker, it's right underneath the world's tallest thermometer, which is between a Del Taco and the Country Store and Desert Cafe. Dessert Cafe, excuse me, not desert. So. Uh, pretty cool and you know you get to stop and see the world's tallest thermometer this might be something that when i get an electric vehicle i might have to go just to get a picture of whatever electric vehicle i ended up getting and the world's tallest thermometer i am tickled pink that that (laughs) that that's actually a thing i've driven through baker before i didn't know this um i wasn't paying attention and it was mostly at night but still 
in my 20s, I used to drive that road quite a bit. Enough about my 20s. Let's talk about EV sales in the U.S. for Q3 2022. I'm not going to read out all of the EV sales because I don't think it'll be all that interesting, but I did pull the top five. So I'll put a link in the article in the a link to the article in the show notes if you want to read the whole numbers. But it's pretty interesting. The top five EVs for Q3 2022 were the Model Y at 60,271 vehicles, the Model 3 at 55,030 vehicles, the Chevy Bolt sold 14,709 vehicles, which <laughs> Which uh, there's a big difference between fifty five thousand and then the the third one is fourteen thousand. There's quite a gap there. The Ford Mustang Mach E sold ten thousand four hundred and fourteen. And honestly, I really would have thought that the Mach E would would have sold more uh, than that. I, I don't know if I would have thought that they would have sold more than the Bolt, but yeah, pretty insane. And then the Model S sold nine thousand one hundred and seventy one. So not too bad, quite a spread. So if you look at all of the vehicles sold in the last year, in in 2022, we still come up with some interesting numbers here. So total sales for 2022 up to Q3 of 2022, that seems all very (laughs) confusing. Um, Model Y sold 191,440. 51 vehicles and model three sold 156,357 vehicles. So almost 40,000 vehicles in between model three and model Y first and second place. Pretty insane. And then it gets more interesting. So between model three or excuse me, after model three is Ford Mustang Mach E, which is only sold 28,089 vehicles. The Model S sold a total of 23,464 vehicles. And then bringing up the rear in the top five, we have the Chevy Bolt EV EUV, which sold 22,012. So if we add up all of the electric vehicles sold in 2022, and then we take out the Model Y, the Model 3, the Mustang Mach-E, the Model S, and the Chevy Bolt. So we take out the top five. All of the other vehicles in the list, which I actually should have written down how many, but there was a lot. They only sold together 156,211. So only 156,211. That's still less than the Model 3 sold. The Model 3 sold 156,357. So everything under the top five sold less than what the Model 3 sold. And if we were going to add in the, the the next three, which is the Bolt, the Model S, and the Mach-E, it's 229,776. That includes everything except for the Model 3 and the Model Y. Just the Model 3 and the Model Y together, total more vehicles sold in 2022 than the rest of the EV market in the U.S. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. Everything else is 229,776. And just the Model 3 and the Model Y are 347,808. The we can <laughs> I think we can say this is a success for Tesla. That's just crazy. 
Like that's that's an insane amount of vehicles Tesla sold when compared to the rest of the EV market. Fantastic for them. All right, last story in our EV news segment. A proposed New Jersey law would prevent automakers from charging in-car subscriptions. I like where this is going. We've talked about in-car subscriptions uh, last week, and we've talked about them quite a bit uh, over the last couple months. I don't want to pay a monthly subscription for things that are already built into my car. Like, I don't want to pay a monthly subscription for heated seats or to use the radio or to activate the brake. (laughs) You know, these are all very uh, silly things to charge you for. And I, I mentioned this last week, but it's all just comes down to greed, these kind of subscriptions. The proposed New Jersey bill would ban subscriptions for any feature that, and here's language directly from the the bill, utilizes components and hardware already installed on the motor vehicle at the time of purchase. The features must be able to function without ongoing expense to a dealer manufacturer or third party without ongoing expense to a dealer manufacturer or third party service provider. So basically the dealer, the manufacturer, or the service provider can't charge you. The bill goes on to state that provisions of this bill do not apply to any third-party service provider that offers features such as satellite radio or in-car Wi-Fi. So that's okay to still charge for, which I I think that that's, that's fair. I haven't read the whole proposed bill, but I wonder where full self-driving or enhanced autopilot falls in this bill. Because technically... All of the hardware to run full self-driving is built into the car. It's not a connectivity issue, really. Um, Enhanced autopilot, same thing. You can argue that the car has autopilot, which uses all the cameras and things like that in the software. So um, it'll be interesting. Overall, I do think that upgrades like full self-driving, enhanced autopilot, excuse me, Blue Cruise, Chevy Cruise, and the other autonomous driving offerings. I think that they will be exempt from this bill, but I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see until the bill comes out. Interesting stuff though. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, that's it for EV news. Let's go ahead and move on to our Tesla news. SpaceX has started taking orders for Starlink for RVs. The nice thing about Starlink for RVs is you're only billed month to month, and you can pause or unpause the service at any time. So this is really great. If you're out and about in your RV, turn the service on. You get back home, you turn the service off. Easy peasy. Customers can expect delivery sometime in 2022, which is rapidly closing hardware will cost you $599 with a monthly subscription charge of $135 you will get a free 30-day trial with a full refund that includes a, a refund on your hardware so if you don't like it there's really no risk you get the 30 days to try it out 24,000 model threes are being recalled because of a physical issue with the car. So an actual issue. This is not fixed by an over-the-air update. This is an actual physical issue with the car. The recall affects vehicles built from 2017 to 2022. And I should say that affects some vehicles that have had specific types of service done. So let me read to you Tesla's uh, wording on this. Servicing certain components in the Model 3 vehicles requires disassembly of the second row left seatbelt buckle and the center seatbelt anchor, both of which are fastened by the same bolt. Both components may have been incorrectly reassembled after disassembly during a service action. So it, it's not an issue if you got your car off of the, you know, the factory floor and you've never had any service done to it that would require that bolt to be loosened, then you're in good shape. But if you have, I'm sure Tesla will be reaching out to you. The good news is it's an, it's an easy and fast fix. Tesla has released software update 22.40.1. One of the improvements in this update is that there's better battery thermal controls, which improves DC fast charging. And this basically has everything to do with preconditioning the battery. So it's, you know, all nice and warm and toasty and ready to accept that big fast charge. So they've made that better. And I'm sure there's some other things that I'm probably making it too simplistic, but it's pretty good news. At the earnings call last week, Elon mentioned that the not yet announced entry level EV will cost about half as compared to the company's current company architecture. This is what Elon had to say. It's the primary focus of our new vehicle development team. Obviously, at this point, we are done with the engineering for Cybertrucks and Semi. So it's obviously what we're working on, the next generation vehicle, which will probably be about half the cost of the Model 3 and Y platform. Uh, I think this is fantastic news. I would love for Tesla to have a more affordable vehicle. I mean, 
I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to point out that the Model Three and the Model Y were supposed to be the more affordable vehicles and not the fifty to sixty thousand dollar versions because right around the time the Model Three was announced, there was you know, uh, the Model S was right in that price range. It was probably a little over 60. So yeah, um, I'm super stoked that this is a thing. I do want to caution though, that just because Elon says that it'll be half the price of the Model 3 or Model Y, I don't know if he's talking about half of the price, you know, the retail price or half of the manufacturing price, which it doesn't necessarily mean that Tesla has to pass those savings on to us. I'm sure it'll be quite a bit cheaper than the Model 3 or the Model Y, but it doesn't mean that it's, you know, going to be half of the cost of the Model 3 or the Model Y. You know, my guess is the starting price will be somewhere around between thirty-five dollars and $40,000. Um, if they can get lower than that, that'd be awesome. But at this point, I don't have, you know, a significant amount of faith that they're going to get under $30,000 with this car, unless it's a, just like a one-seater, then maybe that's the case. Tesla is lowering the price for some of the Model 3s and Model Ys that they sell. Unfortunately, the price reductions are only in China, and it sounds like, if you if you read the articles, it sounds like the move is really for Tesla to be more competitive with Chinese automakers like NIO and Xpeng. Um, I'm curious as to when we'll see price reductions here. It's gonna happen at some point. Um, I'm just curious as to when that point is. Let's jump into some Cybertruck production talk. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the 4680 battery cells, which we've talked a lot about lately. Tesla Roddy is reporting that the 4680 battery packs for the Cybertruck will be built at Fremont. With the issues that Tesla has had with the 4680 cell, it really makes sense that they, you know, start simple and just build the battery packs at Fremont where it's already up and running, or at least until Tesla finishes the battery manufacturing plant in Texas. If you're a Cybertruck reservation holder and you're concerned with that information, Elon has said in the past that he doesn't think that Cybertruck production will be held up by the 4680 cell bottleneck. Now, whether you choose to believe that, that's up to you. I'm not going to make that judgment call for you, but I have been burned before. Um, you know, I don't think this is a big issue, honestly. If 4680 cells become more constrained, does this mean that Cybertruck will use 2170 cells? I don't think so. I think the market and Tesla fans would see this as a huge fail on Tesla part, on Tesla's part. Like the Model Y, um, some of the Model Ys have a 4680 cell, you know, battery pack in it, structural battery pack. And some have the 2170 cells, but Tesla started building the Model Ys with 2170 cells. So if they can't produce enough 4680 cells and they start using the 2170 cells to get cars out, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to be too pressed about it. They're like, okay, I understand that. But Tesla made a big deal about the exoskeleton on the Cybertruck and the structural battery pack for the Cybertruck. Um, and the 4680 cells, if for some reason they went with 2170 cells, I think that would, I, I think that'd be a PR nightmare for Tesla. And I think it would, they, some people would push back and not order their cars until the 4680 cells are installed in the Cybertruck. Like, I just don't see the 2170 cell thing happening. Apparently, Wall Street is asking what's going to happen. But moving on from 
4680 battery cell talk. I think we've already talked about this before, but IDRA, I-D-R-A, the company making the Gigapress for Cybertruck, they also make the Gigapress for Model Y, they have confirmed that they have shipped the 9,000-pound Gigapress to Giga Texas. I doubt this bad chicken is coming two-day shipping, so it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit before it gets there. But still, really cool, really exciting. We're getting closer to a Cybertruck release. Hopefully, we're also getting closer to announcements on what the pricing is going to look like. All right. This is our last Tesla news story. Uh, Elon has been promising full self-driving since 2016. Really, he's he's probably promised it before that, but this is where my experience with full self-driving and Elon begins at 2016. And he's really been extolling the virtues of level five autonomous driving. I feel confident that everybody listening to this podcast right now has heard at one point in time or another, Elon say that full self-driving was a year away or by the end of the year. And it hasn't happened yet. We're not there. And I've talked about this so much over the last couple of years, way back in 2016, when Tesla announced hardware two. Elon said, this is all the hardware that you're going to need and you're going to have it in four years. And I think we can all agree that that's not the case. Hardware three, we still don't have full self-driving with the upcoming production of Cybertruck. Uh, we're supposed to have hardware four. Hopefully that actually does happen. And that's supposed to be, again, full self-driving. Elon has made this claim so many times that Electrek put together a video, a compilation of e- of him saying that full self-driving is right around the corner, whether the corner be the end of the year or next year or whatever. The, the point is, is we still haven't had it. And as a matter of fact, his him making this claim, like the most realistic he's been about it was in 2016 when he said it was four years away, which I've already talked about. And here's the thing is I don't really blame or fault Elon for being super optimistic about full self-driving and failing. But there does come a time when you need to be realistic about your timeline and then you need to be honest and open with your customers about your timeline. Because I don't think Elon's trying to con anyone, but people are believing what he's saying is true and they're paying a ridiculous amount of money for full self-driving and they're not getting the features that they're promised. Now, these are all things that I've said before. And again, I said, I don't blame Elon and Tesla for making these statements. However, there are people or organizations who who are concerned about this. And the Department of Justice here in the United States launched last year an investigation against Tesla and their self-driving claims in regards to several accidents or dozens of accidents involving Tesla's autopilot. And unfortunately, some of those accidents were fatal. Elon has repeatedly said that he thinks autopilot is probably better at driving than a human or better being safer. So it'll be interesting what the Department of Justice thinks in terms of autopilot and full self-driving. Now, I realize that they're investigating autopilot and not full self-driving accidents. But in my opinion, Elon's been downright reasonable in the his claims about autopilot when compared to full self-driving, which in my opinion, he's been very, let's just say, optimistic about the capabilities of full self-driving and full self-driving beta. So what do you think? 
you can email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the 2024 Denali Edition 1 EV. So first of all, they did like a 17-minute reveal, which I don't think had a lot of great information in it. But Will Arnett, uh, he was the host, the actor. I think he's a good actor. Uh, unfortunately, the copy that they made him read was really bad, and he sounded extremely unnatural. And uh, that's probably a little bit to do with the editing, editing as well. So I don't have any sound from the reveal because it was already pre-recorded. And it, like I said, it didn't sound natural. It sounded very robotic. So I'm not gonna, we're not going to pull any clips from that. We're just going to talk about the exterior design. The exterior design has some elements of the Chevy Silverado EV, which the Chevy Silverado EV looks like a Chevy Avalanche to me, has some elements of that, but it also has more elements of just the GM truck body style. I think it looks, I personally think it looks nicer than the Silverado EV. Now, my wife was not impressed by it at all, but she's not impressed by any of the electric trucks that I've showed her, with the exception of uh, the Rivion. She likes that one. And, and what, what I will say is she doesn't like it. That one was acceptable to her. <laughs> um, the headlights on this electric truck look pretty cool, but they kind of remind me of a cattywampus greater and less than sign. So it's just kind of like off tilt. It looks neat, though. Uh, the similar design for the taillights, like the F-150 Lightning, the exterior lights on this truck will light up and you know play a little show for you as you walk up towards the truck if you have the key or the phone in your pocket. It's got a very large front trunk or frunk, it's, which is powered, which is nice. There's an electrical outlet in the frunk, and... There are electrical outlets throughout the truck, so you can actually do work with this, which I wouldn't because I don't work for a living. But people who do, this is important. The bed of the truck is 5 foot 11 inches long, so it's it's decent. But you get some extra space because the truck has a mid-gate. So basically, the, the back of the truck or the back of the cab where... Uh, people sit in the back seat, that area can fold down. So the bed becomes extended into the cab of the truck. And that gives you nine feet of storage total. But if you put the tailgate down, because you need a little extra room, you'll now have 11 feet total. So that's pretty cool. The truck features crab walk mode, which I believe the Silverado EV does too, but definitely the Hummer EV does. And Tesla has said that the Cybertruck will have crab walk mode and four wheel steer, which makes the car or the truck, excuse me, very maneuverable. If you look at the interior, there's an 11 inch instrument cluster. It's got a full color heads up display that shines on the screen in front of the driver, which that's, that's really cool. The infotainment screen looks very similar to the F-150 Lightning infotainment screen, right down to the physical knob built into the screen. And as a matter of fact, um, one of the engineers for Ford tweeted at GMC, and they said, hey, it, you could have just asked us, we would have sent you the CAD file for that knob, which was kind of funny. Uh, a nearly 17-inch screen for that infotainment center. There's a nice mix of tactile buttons on the steering wheel, and there's a few underneath the infotainment screen. There's lots of center console space with an electric or with a um, 
wireless battery charger for your phone. The Denali Sierra EV will feature a panoramic glass roof. It'll come equipped with Super Cruise, which you can use on 400,000 miles of compatible roads, and this will improve over time. Let's talk about specs. One of the things I want to warn warn you on specs is we really don't know what the specs are until they've actually started producing these vehicles and we get them on the road. Most of the time, car companies will do one of two things when it comes to specs. They will overpromise and underdeliver, which has happened, or they'll underpromise and overdeliver, which is what Ford and Tesla have been doing. So let's talk about the specs. Keeping in mind, they might not actually be the specs by the, by the time the truck comes out. It's going to be dual motor, 754 horsepower, 785 pounds feet of torque pound foot of torque 400 mile range there's no word on how big the battery size is but it's going to be big you will be able to charge 100 miles of range in 10 minutes so that's pretty cool 350 kilowatt dc fast charging and have a towing capacity of 9,500 pounds and have a payload of 1300 pounds air ride adaptive suspension which I, i love that 0 to 16, 4.5 seconds, bi-directional charging, which is becoming a must-have when it comes to these EVs. Before we get to pricing, I just want to say, if I haven't said it yet, the specs that I just quoted you were for the Sierra Denali Edition 1, not for any of the other trims of the Sierra uh, EV pickup truck, just for the, the Denali Edition 1, which is a terrible name. Absolutely terrible. Anyway... Um, pricing. It's going to start at $108,695. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, that's out of my price range. I'm on the same, I'm in the same boat as you are, friend. Uh, but in 2025, we should have a version of this truck that's around $50-ish thousand dollars. Uh, some, I've seen some uh, news outlets quote, you know, 52, but it's going to be right around that area. And that'll be the elevation and then the AT4 will cost somewhere between 50000 and 108000 We don't know exactly. Probably in the seventy to 75000 Overall, though, this is a really nice truck, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in the wild. All right, everybody, that is our show this week. If you have any comments or questions on any of the things that we talked about today, email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. I hope you all had a wonderful day, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.